So welcome to the Nine Hits podcast. Uh, for the sort of more sort of attuned uh, people, they'll, they'll sort of notice that's the new Henry Blacker song, uh, Lowering Mass, uh, off a seven inch uh, that Joe's put out on Wrong Speed Records. Um, I mean, we've played these guys on the podcast 
dozens of times and and we've reviewed them in the past every single record sounds slightly different every single record sounds to the point and and absolutely brilliant um nothing's changed it's 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 fantastic and i really i'm really glad you kind of picked this out of the emails pete because uh really liked it uh it came out on mother's day um no idea why but it did yeah uh, yeah I, I was really really happy to find this you know in, in our inbox from wrong speed I, I love Henry Blacker. I, I love their previous output. There's that song. Uh, I mean, I, I love everything, but there's a song Kagmak off the last album. And I just find myself like singing along to it, like out of the blue. I might not have listened to it in months. And I, all of a sudden, I'll be singing along to it. It's one of them, you know, the one of those bands I really kind of enjoy. Um, there's been this spark of activity from wrong speed records you know which is run by joe who's in this band and obviously in Pete colossus as well you know there's been so many releases recently albums and seven inches and tapes and then this came along um and it feels like you know of all the members of hey colossus all you know what 30 members of hey colossus or, or whoever they are you know previous or current they've always got that kind of bit on the side outfit you know as if as if, you know, this prolific's the wrong word. You know, prolific seems to say um, amount of release in a space of time. but And, they, you know, they don't. They, uh, hey, costs aren't prolific in that sense, but they've been going so long and there's so much music. You know, they've got this catalogue of amazing albums. But, they, you know, they, even within that, every member seems to have, have the need and the artistic requirement for other outlets. And that ranges from techno to punk to noise rock. And then with Henry Blacker, it's it's stoner rock, practically, which has always amazed me. You know, even now, even multiple releases in, it's an amazing thing to me to hear, you know, the fact that, Henry, uh, that you've got A-Class members doing this. Um, and, and that being said, you know, it's the... You can point to Jesus Lizard and Husker Do and all that types of things on this release, you know, like that kind of that era of music. Uh, but it still sounds amazing. It's, you know, this track, this, this track sounds like Mark Lanigan fronting Queens of the Stone Age to me, you know, like on the Songs for the Death um, and, and, and all that type of thing. It, it just sounds brilliant. And it does, it's, this yeah. is a, it does. It's a return which should make everyone happy. It makes me happy anyway. Yeah, definitely, and it's it's been so long. I mean, I don't know when their last album came out. Was it kind of I don't know, maybe twenty eighteen? Yeah, as a, as a guess. Yeah, yeah, um, and that was, of course, the making of Junior Bonnet. Um, so I think they um, they released on Riot season up to now, um, but obviously, Wrong Speed have got kind of uh, this kind of uh, sort of cottage industry going with um, really interesting stuff, like you say. So, really, really excited to hear. Um, anything that they kind of put out and it's always different. I think that's the thing, like um, whatever wrong speed release, it's, um, it's never really something that sounds of, of that label. It's always something inventive and new. So um, yeah. So if you want to check out this seven inch, um, they've released a few uh, kind of very sort of simply branded uh, seven inches in these lovely dust jacket sort of uh, design. Um, 
but yeah, you can go to wrongspeedrecords.bandcamp.com to sort of uh, see what else they've got. I know they did a The Alcoholics um, release as well as um, other stuff we played recently. So yeah, really, really exciting label. And uh, Henry Blacker about, which is brilliant. Um, so as ever, it's the Nine Hits podcast. It's nine amazing tracks that we found uh, throughout the week, uh, whether that's through submissions, uh, sort of stuff people have sent us, or um, just sort of you know, combing the underground, basically. Um, next up, I found this um, incredible uh, band on Gilead Media called Pyrithe. And um, I've not heard of them before, but um, certainly sort of blew my head off with this one. Um, the best way I can describe it is it's just like an oral assault, really. I mean, it's bits of sludge, bits of noise rock, um, incredibly dense um, production, and um, the delivery is just so brutal and... Um, overwhelming that I had to play it. Um, they've only got one track uh, sort of out so far, um, which uh, is the one we're going to play. So it's called Glioblastoma. What did you make of this one, Pete? Because again, this is just like um, a label that we've played a lot of in the past. But um, yeah, this this band are completely new to me. Mm. They're new to me as well. And and like you say, Gilead, they're what you know, they're pristine label. You know, like you, you they did anything they put out deserves your attention. So even a, a band you've never heard of like this um, is it, going to even you know it's exciting to even hear it before you've before you've listened and then and I'd seen a bit of press about this band and I've seen a bit of chatter about them you know people like saying this is this is going to be special um, it be like promising um, innovation in extreme metal and then I don't know there's something in the name as well that reminds me of Pyahon. Who you know? Who actually supplied guest vocals on this album? I, I yeah. noticed just coincidentally, and they're you know they're one to bring experimentation into grind and death as well. Uh, and from one track alone, you know, I haven't heard anything beyond this. The buzz and that hype it appears to be justified because yeah. you know this is this is this feels like something. It's it's unpredictable. It, it's unpredictable but without being kind of like completely discordant or you know completely strange it, you know it just pulls in elements from so many progressive you know like inspirations it's you know that's got the urgency of a band like cloud rap maybe yes um, but added in like that it's the wrong kind of I'll, I'll say like early you know like the first two albums of mastodon not like it sounds like that, but that kind of that feel you got from that. This is something different and new and taking, you know, like taking things outwards and onwards. Um, adding Dylan's Escape Plan and without going technical. I, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't sound like any of those bands. It's just like all that kind of excitement you get from those, you know, from that. Um, then at the end, it, it collapses. It brings it. You know, it feels almost like Body Void-esque Doom at one point. I, I, I was really excited by it. Um, I think that's what I felt, really. It, yeah. was, it was just that kind of, it, it felt like a bit of an assault or or like yeah. just a, a sort of cornucopia of, of really strange kind of influences all coming together. I noticed they've played yeah. with Immortal Bird and that kind of makes sense as well. Completely, yeah. And that's, it's spectacular in that sense. And, you you know, this is genuinely something you you look forward to in the whole album for yeah definitely and i think um a lot of people like you say there's a bit of hype about this band as well so um justified with this song um so yeah we're going to play the song uh glioblastoma 
and it's off an album called Monuments to Impermanence. Uh, you can get this at gileadmedia.bandcamp.com. So what do you think to this? This is Pyrife.
All right, so that was a band called Pyrithe on Gilead Media Day. Absolutely brutal stuff. Um, talking of brutal, I mean, this next uh, record that you picked, Pete, um, an album that's come out uh, by a band called Gorthrop called Jumbo, which is a fantastic in itself. Um, but yeah, the, the three tracks on here are just absolutely amazing. Like They sell themselves as a sludge metal band from Seoul, um, but I'd say this has got a lot of kind of death uh, sort of stuff going on in there. Like The vocals in particular make it sound like this creeping death doom sort of stuff is, is brilliant. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've listened to this band for, for a while. I was, I was really surprised if I would not play them. So this feels opportune to correct, yeah. correct that, that error. Um, it, they, they released it as with, without any announcement, them and the label, which is cursed monk, which is that, you know, one of our favorite labels. Um, and, it's this unholy racket, you know, it is, it, it is deathy, but it, to me, this is, you know, like this sludge, like sludge in the proper horrible way, which probably is where the kind of the death comes into it as well. Um, just brilliant. This huge lurching riff to it. Uh, it just like flattening everything before it, you know, like, oh, oh, albeit very, very slowly, you know, you could probably, you know, wander out of its path if you were there, except that you're going to be transfixed by it because it's so good. And then uh, the vocals, they just splurge outwards. And in almost a typical sludge trope, they've got that, you know, that that kind of dual vocal style, you know, it's, it's maniacal, but it's it starts as a grunt and then it's there's a screech as well. But particularly like you're hearing, it's just like one follows the other. It's, it's really grunting to begin with and then a screech towards the end. It's, it almost tells a story of, it, of an increased strain and pain as it, as it goes on. I, I just love this track. I, I was completely like, besotted by it when I heard it. Yeah, it's very sort of lilting and, and sort of stumbling, um, I found, like just very direct. And uh, yeah, I think it does does the job very very well like i love little releases like this as well like just like three concise tracks um yeah. just getting to the point so yeah love it um so the track's called rabbit um and if you want to hear this you can go to cursedmonk.bandcamp.com or you can go to gorthropcult.bandcamp.com uh, yeah this is gorthrop
So that was uh, Gothrop there. Um, we're going to sort of look at the uh, return of um, a band that used to be called Mammoth Weed Wizard Bastard, um, who are now called MWWB. Um, they've got a new album out called The Harvest. And um, I, I didn't know if I'd seen the end of this band or not, but um, yeah, it's, it's amazing to see them back. They've always kind of impressed, but, and they're perhaps the only uh, sort of stoner rock band, or I guess that's a kind of like a reductive term, really, uh, from Wrexham uh, in Wales. But yeah, this is absolutely fantastic. Psychedelic as ever. Um, I think, you know, the one of those bands that a lot of people have probably written off in the past due to the name, and, and I think that's possibly why they've maybe given a nod to the, like these initials. Um, but their albums have always been absolutely brilliant. I remember Totems coming out in uh, 2018. And um, yeah, there was another one in 2019 as well. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a while. I think that's, you know, the case for a lot of bands, but this is amazing. Um, they've re- released one track so far called Harvest, and it kind of takes you on a psychedelic journey, like the, the the vocals in particular, and, you know, the keys have always been an integral part of this band. And I think they're, they're one of those kind of unsung gems, really. I was absolutely blown away by this, and, and I can't wait to hear the rest of it. Uh, what did you make of it, Pete? Because I think we've seen this band together uh, at some point, yeah. possibly at one of the... Um, sort of uh, Stone versus Doom uh, all day as yeah. in Sheffield. Yes, we did. And they were amazing. They were they were yeah. absolutely amazing that day. And and I hated those festivals for, for a variety of reasons. Yet we went and still saw bands, you know, do something special like like this band and like Bass and other bands. So I'll always hold them in high regard for that, if nothing mm-hmm. else. But, but I say for nothing else, they've got this huge kind of backlog of work which is which is incredible you know and it's worth addressing the kind of the the, the name changes it's almost inevitable with them that they, that they came to that decision and it's understandable because they were always a serious proposition with this ridiculous band <laughs> yeah um and I, I and i've you know in the past i've in reviews say I, i've slagged bands off for having generic name band name but i've also defended other bands for having stupid names like this and maybe that yeah i'm probably hypocritical and i've always done it in the basis of the ones i like i've 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 defended in the one you know it's in music comes back to music but actually i think there's a point which is they were it was such a ridiculous name it was almost it was pointing it was it was a joke it was a you know it was it was purposely preposterous it's not like they were called drug king or drug lord or something, you know, like where it was, yeah. it was, it was, <laughs> so, however, you know, that they are, and you know, I, I don't, you know, like they were a serious band. They, they put out incredible music. Therefore, you know, they've come to this decision and I get that. Um, and, and not only with the, with the change in name, they've been through tough times. I mean, everybody's been through tough times in the last two years, but in particular, you know, like they, if you read the band camp and that, oh, you know, their social suit, so you'll understand They've been through a particularly tough time, and therefore, you know, it's, it's it's time for a refresh. And I think that's reflected in the sound as well. You know, you can hear there's electronica in there as well, which you know more prominent than before. Um, but still, there are constants which you would associate with this band, especially if you kind of really if you have followed them. And, and like you say, like the totems split. I think that was a split with Slematics, which was stunning. Um, the vocals are top shelf, you know, absolutely, you know, like grab you in. And they're always over the top of these weighty riffs. You know, they've come out the other side of it. They're not playing it safe, which you wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't expect of them because they've always been adventurous. 
But, you know, like, especially now when, when we'll be the chance to just, you know, like lay something down simple and easy, they haven't. And they've gone, they've, they've actually gone further. You know, this is a bigger leap than they've ever made before. Um, and, you know, you alluded to it before, like there's, the, you know, the UK scene is so much stronger for having them back. And I'm really happy to, you know, to hear this, to have them back, but also just because it sounds so good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, it says a lot that, like, even before they've released any more tracks off this, the vinyl's sold out uh, on new heavy sounds. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're sort of bringing out a tape version of it as well. So, yeah, really, really good to see these guys back. And um, this is an absolutely stunning track. Um, so we're going to play, uh, it's the title track off The Harvest. And you can get this at mammothweedwizardbastard.bandcamp.com or via new heavy sounds. See what you think to this. <laughs>
So that was absolutely stunning stuff there from MWWB. Uh, we've got something completely different here from Czech Republic next, uh, which is a band called Miss Marple. They've got an album coming out called Shit Goes In, Shit Comes Out. And um, yeah, I think I sort of saw this come through my emails and I gave it a, a quick listen. Didn't really sort of register uh, in that in that way that, you know, when you're kind of rushing through stuff. Um, but I'm really glad you picked this, Pete, because I've given it a proper listen. And it reminds me of like that kind of wave of Icelandic hardcore that came out um, sort of like mid 2000s. So I'm talking like I Adapt and Fighting Shit and stuff like that. This is really good. This is like really political, angry, pissed off. It's punk, it's hardcore, it's, it's great. I, I really, really like it. And all of their uh, band camp sales are going to the humanitarian crisis in Ukraine. So, yeah, absolutely amazing stuff. Um, I mean, th- there's not much more to say. I mean, it, it just gets straight on with it, doesn't it? It's so good. You know, and it has those punk ethics, like, you you know, it, the, the sales. Um, I mean, the lyrics as well on this song seem to be about, you know, a fight against, like, uh, patriarchal domination. And it, it just, you know, it... it, it it's punk. It's, it's punk as it should be. You know, I, I came across this because um, Noise Merchant Records are, are putting it out, which is a UK tape label. And they seem to do like these um, very short runs of tape, like, you know, tw- 20 tapes, you know, 20 tapes. And they say of non UK bands because they're trying to expose people to bands you might not have heard of, which for me is perfect. You know, I wouldn't have come across this band. I really wouldn't have, you know, like, I wouldn't have come across, you know, the tags I I kind of link into on Bandcamp, but Doom and Sludge and whatever. But I love this. I love this music. And and therefore, you know, by following Noise Merchant, I, I'm exposed to music like this. I, I, you know, this is really, I, the fact that they call Miss Marple as well, you know. Like yeah. Miss Marple. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's you know, com- I, completely I, alien, isn't it? It's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, you know... I, what was it, ni- early 90s, maybe 80s even, with the, the ITV, you know, UK TV. She, she looked like my gran, you know, even then. <laughs> so, so to hear her put, anyway, I don't even know what that means here. But, but uh, you know, I, this is so good. And it's, it's, it's not just punk as well. It has these brooding, you know, like held back, angry moments, and then just full on, riff prominent heaviness to it heavier than you know your average punk uh record whole album is fabulous i bought it on tape it arrived today which i was really happy about and i've had it on all day so everybody should listen to this because i i, I you know i don't think anybody can not like this yeah they've actually got a 10 uh, inch version of it out as well so um, i think you can right. buy that straight from the band so really cool stuff um it's out on um lamo records in uh, the eu and uh, like we say uh, noise merchant records in the uk so yeah if you want to hear this in full there's uh, 10 amazing tracks here um we're going to play a song called who are you uh, but you can get this at marblepunk.bandcamp.com
so that was the punk uh, spirit of uh, Miss Marple. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Um, next up, we've got the return of Bog Body. Now, we've been playing Bog Body since they came out in uh, 2018. Uh, I think we uh, played, I think essentially that their first record was almost like a demo quality thing called Through the Burial Bog. And um, yeah, we absolutely loved that. We also played stuff off uh, The Gate of Grief uh, from 2020. And it's amazing to hear them come back with this. This is even better. They're on Profound Law now, which is amazing. And uh, yeah, this new record, Cryonic Crevasse Cult, is just absolutely astounding. This this one track that they've uh, released so far, the opening track, blew me away. Um, it's chaotic, it's swirling, it sounds like an actual bog. Um, I, I don't know, reference points, kind of like maybe black metal, maybe like um, sort of, uh, you know, crazy psychedelic death metal um, in parts, but absolutely astounding. I'm sure you agree, Pete, because I think we're both big fans of this band. I don't think they've, they've ever sounded this good. I, I just, I'm excited by the sound. I'm, I'm absolutely, you know, they're just really happy with it. I, I like, I loved listening. And that's how you should, you know, that's that's what you should get from music, whatever the style of genre. And so like you said, this is exactly how a band called Bogbody should sound. I yeah. think we've said that before about them, but never has it been true. You know, it's, it's like a rancid bug atmosphere. Um, it, it not just clogs your ears with that. It, it it seems to like clogs the instruments before it's even been recorded. You know, it's got that flattening bass thick sound. It just it feels oppressive with it. Absolutely, yeah. utterly wonderful. Um, it's it's maniacal as well as decayed. It's and, and the weirdest bit about it I found was. It has towards its end at least. It's got this strange I, I look at it where swing to it. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't you know you wouldn't have guessed it. I don't know. Like I, I hate the word groove. If, if you know like if I see the word groove on an email, I know it's gonna be crap. You know, groove metal. <laughs> but this absolutely grooves in the in the only good sense of that word. It swings, it grooves and, and death metal, death black metal from the swamp. You know, you wouldn't expect it. It just sounds amazing. And I loved it. Yeah, really, really excited to hear the rest of this. And uh, yeah, like you say, uh, very rare to hear that kind of rhythm uh, in, in a sort of uh, band like this. So yeah, listen out for that. Uh, so yeah, if you want to hear this, uh, you can go to bog-body.bandcamp.com. The album's called Cryonic Crevasse Cult. Uh, looks like it's coming out on CD. Uh, but we're going to play the opening track from this. This is Paralytic Pit of Swallowed Grapes.
so that was the absolutely stilting uh like amazing sound of bog body um we're going to go to something i think we're going to both have on our, our sort of like end of year lists already um this is a band called wrong from uh like melbourne australia i think we've played these before but um yeah this this has really sort of struck a chord with me and i, I thought when i when i listen to um submissions i don't often play them again straight away but i think i have this on three or four times really kind of hit a, a chord with me really astounding production and such i don't know such a sound absolutely like bowled over by this one pete we've said so many times and you know like two pieces seem to do something you know like seem to create something which which you feel more than you know your you standard setup and this is this is a bassist and a drummer both on vocals and the output, I don't know. If it feels like it's, you know, if you imagine like a dement way basis, you know, without restraint, creating all the ugly sounding music they can imagine without a care, but also doing so, you know, acknowledging they're going to get caught soon. So therefore, I've got to do it as quick as you can before they get locked away. That's how I imagine this. It just, it just bounces along, you know, sludgy one moment, grindy the next. And I suppose, in a way, that's wrong in a nutshell to me. You know, like like you say, we've we've listened to them before. We, you know, we're fans already. The ultimate sound, I guess. You know, the way you describe it shouldn't appeal, but you know, especially you know, created by this couple of crazed Aussies, um, but feels oddly, completely essential. You know, like just you feel better for having this in your life and feel energized by listening. Yeah, I mean, they're prolific as hell. It looks like they've got about 20 releases as well. So um, I think we've played a few of them before, but this is like, yeah, it just kind of reminded me of how good they are, really. So I think this is like just one that we'll have to just play and, and just let people decide for themselves. But yeah, yeah, we're, we're really, really very impressed by this. Uh, so yeah, the album's called Great Wheel of Eyes, uh, and we're going to play the song Body Stretched Thin. You can get this at wrng.bandcamp.com.
So that was the band Wrong uh, from Australia. Absolutely amazing. Love it. Um, so next up, we've got uh, something that we've played on the podcast before. So we played a release back in uh, 2021 from this band, Luminous Veil. And um, yeah, really, really was impressed by that before. And they seem to have put out maybe four or five releases since. This latest one uh, is called Halcyon Tyrannus. Yeah, this this completely blew me away. It, it gets straight into this like murky, blackened sound and uh I just thought the imagery of the hospital ward it looks like or the kind of like empty sort of liminal space that they've taken a picture of for the, for the front cover of this absolutely blew me away. The, the whole um, release feels very conceptual and, and very strange. Really, really enjoyed this track. And it's got like very sort of obtuse lyrics, you know, death aligned in rows, beckoning call of crows. Yeah, just, just very sort of mysterious. And I, I really like what this guy's kind of coming up with. I know I know you sort of played it before, Pete, but mm. this really kind of struck me as uh, something quite special. Yep, I agree. You know, and I think I'm glad you chose this again because I didn't get around to it yet. And I, I really enjoyed them before. And like you said, there's been releases since. I'm, I'm not the biggest black metal fan and not particularly the atmospheric black metal side, but what this guy does is perfects all those elements. I mean, this song, I, I find it unbelievable. The way you, you alluded to it, the immediacy of it instantly, you know, as soon as you press play, you're in this symphonic drama almost of, of atmospheric black metal. You know, within seconds, there's no long build up like you'd expect. There's no, you know, three minutes and then you kind of, you, you kind of, you built into it. You're there and you're in it and you're experiencing it. Um, and then, it has the hallmarks of all that, so, you know, the atmospheric black metal and the modern post-black metal sound, but it's just done better almost in every way. It's, you know, for example, in the in the way the ghostly air is is truly ethereal, and it, it becomes emotive, and you know, it's got a harried, frenetic drums to it, as, 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 which become the driving force throughout the whole track. The vocals are camouflaged in noise. It just all of that comes together into something, as you say, like something special. 
yeah, just right, really sort of like well packaged as a release and really interesting. So that's that's kind of why I picked it, and uh, yeah, it really kind of struck a chord with me. So that's kind of why I picked it, really. Um, so like I say, the uh, the record's called Halcyon Tyrannus. Uh, we're going to play the song Pine off this, and uh, if you want to hear it and the rest of uh, the output, there's there's quite a lot of uh, sort of releases here. You can go to luminousvale1.bandcamp.com.
so that was the amazing Luminous Veil there, uh, track um, off the latest record called Halcyon Tyrannus. Uh, that was a song called Pine. Uh, so we're closing this week uh, with an amazing band from Finland called Cantamus. So Pete, you've picked this. They've got an album out called Sun Paras, a Rita Koskan. And we're going to play the closing track on Pass Pois. Uh, and this really kind of struck me as very odd and, and sort of very strange in terms of the delivery, like the vocals here are, are incredibly kind of um, croaky and and sort of gnarled. And I think it kind of goes with the music because sort of sounds quite atmospheric to begin with and then like cracks into this almost sludgy, uh, blackened sort of sound. I really sort of uh, found this quite captivating as a release. Mm. I you know, I came across this late. It, it, it was... I had a few songs lined up for my, you know, for my final choice here, and then and then this I got an email for this. I I, can't, I don't know why I came across it. it. It just popped into my sphere, and I was sold straight away. You know, it's there's a beautiful artwork. There's they describe themselves as sludge rock. You know, which as opposed yeah, to pretty metal, you, you would yeah, you wouldn't see sludge rock as a term, and that, that really intrigued me. And, um, I, there were another band from Finland as well. You know, I think I've almost certainly I've chosen more bands from Finland this year, outside of UK and US, obviously, um, than any other country. Um, yeah, and I, I fell for this completely. I, I love it, and just playing it before we, we, you know, we came on as well. Again, I, I was just like so excited by it, and so so happy to be able to play it. Like you say, it's slow and it's moody to begin with. The vocals are, are really key. You know, the, the harshness of them. You know, it, it reaches out. There's a, you know, you feel it. You feel the emotion in them. And um, I don't know, it gets you on edge. It feels like you're preparing for full-on aggression. And then it does arrive. It's, it's, it's glorious. It just does that sludge there. Um, but it also, like surfs along on this wave it, it kind of reminds me of somewhere between like the the grandness of dreadnought and then the immediacy of, of Ozic Witch but I don't know not really like any of the we played a band last year called uh, Witchfucker I mean it's a, it's a vague reference because I suppose not many not many people have heard of them they've, they've recently changed their name to Coltane for what it's worth um but I suppose in, in the same way, both take the template from bands like like Royal Thunder, who kind of had this electric indie music, but within a doom setting, you know, within yeah. this, you know, like ferocious sound, but, you know, with this, this different sensibilities to it. I don't know. I, I, the whole thing, I, I really enjoyed this. I, I, I'm really glad I found this, even though it came to me late. It was, it's, it's expansive post-hardcore and doom. It's got those absolutely ferocious vocals, which are brilliant, absolutely brilliant. You know, like you can't say less. Um, and it combines it into something which is new and vibrant and angry and ultimately exciting. Exactly. I mean, I think they've got about six or seven releases that have been going since about 2015. Sorry, I'll say that again. Yeah, they're really interesting. I think they've been going since about 2014, and um, I'm quite amazed that we've not come across them yet. This is like the sixth or seventh release, so um, really sort of amazing to find a band like this far into discography and and sounding this unique. I think um, we're very good at finding like these strange like anomalies throughout the world, and uh, 
here's another one. I, I thought this was absolutely brilliant. So um, looks like they're bringing this out on cassette um, and uh, you can actually buy all of those releases for about 17 euros at the moment. So uh, if you like the sound of this, then uh, head to cantamus.bandcamp.com. Like I say, uh, the album's called Sun Paris, a Rita Koskan. Hopefully uh, that pronunciation is, um, is quite suitable for them. Uh, and we're going to play the closing track of this. This is An Pass Pois. Yeah. 